You're listening to Chasing Simple, episode number 33. If you're listening to this in real time, you might be prepping for Thanksgiving right now. Maybe you've got your headphones in as you cook or clean the house. Maybe you're trying to be present and focus on your family in the holiday, but you're inwardly fretting about your business, trying to tell yourself to shut it off, but also feeling a little guilty that you aren't getting some work done. Who are you to take time off when you haven't yet gotten to a place like that one other entrepreneur that you love to follow? When you get to where she is, then you can rest, right? I pray that this isn't what's going through your mind right now. I pray that you've never had these thoughts and that you never will. But I spent so many years feeling this way that I know there is someone else out there feeling like this too. I know I'm not the only one who has majorly struggled with comparison. And yes, there are a number of other episodes that cover this topic. You might want to check out episode 9, where I talk about the 9 things I struggled with when I started my business. Or episode 6, where I go into detail about how isolation stunted my business growth. Or episode 15 with Nicole Boucher, where we talk about the importance of experimenting. Episode 22 with Mindy Hancock, where she shares about how to own your worth. Episode 23, stop listening to all of the gurus. And even episode 29 with Elizabeth McCravey all about embracing the early years of entrepreneurship. There are a lot of other episodes on this topic, and if you're struggling with comparison and being frustrated with where you are right now in your business, I really hope that you'll go listen to all of them. But today's episode is where I'm getting very vulnerable and really opening up about exactly how comparison manifested itself in my life and business, why it was that I was even stuck in the comparison trap, how I realized I was in it, and then what I did to try and get out of it. And finally, what I know now that I really, really wish I had known then. If you struggle with that comparison and frustration, I hope that this episode brings some light into your life. Let's go ahead and dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey there, I'm popping in really quick to ask for your help. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a rating and review for the Chasing Symbol podcast? See, ratings and reviews are really important in the life of a podcast because it tells your podcast player that people are listening to and enjoying this show, which means that this show will get put in front of a wider audience. Not only that, but I love 
to read the encouraging words from listeners, especially on those hard days of entrepreneurship. If you felt encouraged by this show, I would love to hear about it. So please go leave a rating and review if you haven't already. It would really mean the world to me. Comparison. It can make us feel so unsure of ourselves and it's painful, right? It can really make us spiral and it's hard. And I don't, I know that I'm not alone in having really struggled with comparison at the beginning of my business. Not that I don't still struggle with it, but especially so then. I was constantly comparing myself and my business to others. What I was doing, what I was saying online, what my social media looked like, what my website or my freebies looked like, the graphics, the words, all of it. Because I wasn't confident in myself and what I could truly offer others. I wanted this business to be successful so badly, and I knew that I needed to learn from others, but I let that drift into a dangerous place because I felt inadequate and unsure. And I got to the point where I was constantly looking at what I was doing, and instead of saying, how can I make this better? I was just saying, this isn't good enough. Look what she's doing. Look how witty she is. Look how funny she is. Why can't I write like her? Look at her pictures. They're beautiful. She's gorgeous. Why can't my top nine look like her? And then one day I was driving home from work. This was back when we were living in Washington. I was teaching preschool and running my business as my side hustle. I was driving home from work, from teaching, from school, and I was listening to a podcast because I was trying to fit in as much learning time as I could at that point. Again, side hustling, not a lot of time. So I was frantically, when I drove to work, anytime I was in the car, I was just taking in all the knowledge that I could. So I was listening to a podcast. I could not tell you at this point what the podcast was, who was talking, who the host was. I don't remember anything but this moment where the guest started to share her story and she started talking about her business story. And then she made a comment about how she had a blog for five years before she started her business, which to me was this huge light bulb moment of she had five years of building an audience before she even began her business. Five years. And this made me realize two things. One, that words are tricky. The way people word things, because maybe she wasn't selling anything for those five years, but to me, that audience building, that's part of building her business. That's part of her business story, but she wasn't legally a business. But you would have never known that she had spent those five years of audience building prior to starting her business unless she said something. And I'm not saying that this was the case for her. I'm not saying that, and again, I don't even remember who it was, but I'm not saying that she was purposefully trying to be tricky, but it can be tricky when people word things. We can see people say, I made 100K in my first year of business without realizing everything that led up to that first year of business. So that was a huge realization for me that words are tricky and that just because someone words things a certain way, it's not the full picture. A sentence or two or a couple of sentences, even a whole podcast interview, it is not the full picture. And then the second thing that I realized was that I had been comparing myself to other people's chapter 10s when I was just on chapter two. I was looking at people who had been in business for years, who had the funds to get professional photos done, who had the funds to hire a copywriter, who had the funds to outsource graphics who had the ability to have 
people on a team that were especially skilled in these different areas so that everything they did looked amazing. But I was a solopreneur. I was a side hustler. Not only did I only have my own skills to work with, but I had limited time. So I realized those two things. I realized that I couldn't compare myself to where other people were in their business because we ran drastically different businesses and we were at different places in our timelines. And I realized that I had to stop putting so much stock in words. So I had these realizations and I recognized that I needed to stop comparing myself. And so I decided that I was going to do things on my own. I was going to stop paying so much attention to what everyone else was doing. And what ended up happening was that I was trying to blindly figure things out as I went and I became way too independent because ultimately we should get guidance from people who know more instead of just trying to blindly figure it out. We should be learning from others, but I was trying to do it all on my own because I didn't want to compare myself and I wasted a ton of time and I also wasn't truly reflecting on what I was doing either because I didn't have time because I was full force ahead, got to figure everything out myself. And where I messed up was that things didn't feel right for a reason. I felt inadequate and unsure for a reason. But instead of trying to figure out what I was truly good at, I just dug my heels in harder and tried to blindly figure out how business worked. I didn't experiment. I didn't really embrace the spaghetti throwing phase where I could just throw a bunch of things out there and see what stuck. Instead, I said, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to keep doing it until I figure it out. When I was basically just butting my head against the wall. Because here's the thing, pretty much any entrepreneur you run across they're going to say, yes, I'm multi-passionate. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I think that that's just something that most of us are. Because quite frankly, one, you have to be multi-passionate to be crazy enough to take on all the hats that entrepreneurs have to wear. But also, when you're so multi-passionate, I think you don't fit into the typical mold. And that is what leads you into entrepreneurship because you, you're doing something in the quote-unquote corporate world that's kind of right for you, but also it doesn't feel fully right. And so you step into entrepreneurship to figure out what exactly is right. I know that this thing isn't, but what is? But then the problem is, if you're like me, I can't speak for everyone. Some people must do this better than me. But for me, the problem with that was I didn't know to, how to figure out where all of my passions intersected and where the things that I was truly good at overlapped. I didn't know how to figure that out. So I just picked one thing and again, got stuck in this place of kind of right, but not quite right, but I don't know how to make it right. So I'm just going to dig my heels in and I don't like where I'm at and I feel inadequate and I feel unsure because it's not right. So I'm comparing myself to others, but then I spiral. So I'm just, instead of comparing myself to others to stop that, I'm just going to put blinders on instead of trying to figure out where I should be placing my energy. It was a whole thing. And basically I knew that I was good at planning, but I didn't want to be a planner. I didn't want to share about planners. I knew that I loved being organized, but I didn't want to help people organize their stuff or anything like that. I knew I loved simplicity, so I shared about capsule wardrobes and simplifying life. But there were all these pieces that just didn't feel like they fit until it finally clicked. Time management. It encompassed all of the things that I love. Teaching, serving others, simplifying, boundaries, organization, planning. All of that goes into time management. But all of the advice that's given when you're trying to find your niche is, what do people ask you about? What do people ask for your help on? And honestly, 
I didn't get people coming to me and saying, wow, you manage your time really well. When I asked people what I was good at, they would come back with organized and you're a great planner and all of this stuff, but it didn't truly encompass everything. And so I struggled with that. And I honestly just got really lucky after a few years of business where I went to my first conference and I started talking about the way I managed my time and everyone at the table, you know, their ears perked up a little bit and that clicked for me. But you don't have to wait around until someone tells you what you're good at. What I want you to do, your action step this week is to list out all of the things that you love and all of the things that you're good at. List out what it is that you love about those things and maybe the skills that you have that are incorporated into those. And then look for where they overlap. How can you connect the dots for yourself? Because if you can figure out exactly where you fit and feel confident about your business and what you're doing, you're going to be able to stop comparing yourself as much. Again, comparison never ends, but I think you're going to get out of the the heaviness of the comparison trap if you can figure out what exactly your niche is. And here's the other thing about entrepreneurship, because you don't fit in that mold and you're having to create a new mold for yourself, it's not easy. You have to get creative with it. When you're multi-passionate and you love so many different things and you're meant to be an entrepreneur, you have to make your own thing. When people ask me what I do and I say, I'm a time management and business strategist, they're like, what? I've never heard of that. That's because I had to figure out what my skills were and smush them into a brand new job. And that's probably what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to figure out where your skills align and figure out what your new title is going to be. What job are you going to do? Again, that action step. List out the things that you love and all that you're good at. List out what you love about those things and whatever skills you have that are incorporated into them. And then look for the overlap. Also, you probably can't fit every single thing you love into this. You know, look for the majority overlap. Where can you connect dots? For example, something I love to do is plan Disney trips, right? Which I could do Disney travel agent. I love the planning. I love doing that. I make spreadsheets for every day that we're in the parks so that I know we're going to this ride and then this one and then this one and then we're eating and then we're doing it. Like I plan it all out. I love doing that. But It didn't totally make sense with my other skills, with the time management stuff. And so I built Disney into my branding. So just something to think about. It may not perfectly work out where every single thing you love can really fit into whatever you decide, but how can you make it work in some way? This week's book recommendation is Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. I loved this book. Uh, this is definitely a heavy psychology-based book. I'm a psychology nerd. My undergrad degree was in liberal studies, which is psychology and sociology, and then I had a minor in early childhood education, so I'm all about psychology. I love that stuff. It's amazing. But even if you're not a psychology nerd like me, I think this is a book that every business owner should read because I really believe that succeeding in business comes down to grit, comes down to exactly what she talks about in this book. So highly recommend that. I hope this episode was helpful. I probably took a turn that you were not expecting and maybe you're struggling with comparison and it's not for the same reason I did. Maybe it's not because you haven't figured out what it is you're supposed to be doing. Maybe it's not because you're not confident in what you're doing. 
but this was my experience. And my guess is that if you're struggling with comparison, it is because you're not confident in what you're doing. So, so I hope that this episode was helpful and I hope that you feel like you're not alone after listening to this one. And until next time, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life in biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.